In Roman mythology, a fictitious figure, Janus, from which we get January, symbolizes change and transitions. He is represented as having two faces, one looking back and one looking ahead. We're in this liminal space of significant transition that might be as unpredictable in a different way than 2020 was. In this episode of Keep It 100, we will take a glance at this past year and take a prophetic look at 2021, Year of Our Lord. Welcome to Keep It 100 Podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Join us in this space where we take on real issues with real insight and real inspiration. This podcast is for those not looking for temporary relief to change circumstance, but revelation to forever change lives. Hey fam, welcome to Keep It 100 with Sean and Krista Smith. We are officially in 2021 and I think we can all agree it feels so good that 2020 is behind us. Bye Felicia. <laughs> right? I mean, 2020 was a year unlike any other year we've ever experienced. And what's crazy is when we begin to look back last January of 2020, it was very foretelling of what was ahead. First, we begin to see that the worst fires in Australia's history begin to take place. And then the impeachment trials of President Trump begin to happen. And then we begin to hear of an Asian man in Wuhan, China, dying of some mysterious virus, which obviously became COVID. And we saw in January 2020, three areas of instability environmental instability, political instability, and health instability. And that pretty much sums up 2020. (laughs) So true. And then if you think about it, the unlawful uh, murder of Ahmed Arbery in February, then that kind of portended towards the civil instability that we'd have. And it really has been such a year of unpredictability. Yes. And in fact, there's a recent Pew study that reflected this. They said as of the middle of 2020, middle of this year, June, 27% of all American adults had either moved or knew someone who had moved. And it just showed how transitory this year has been. And we both know everyone's moving to Texas. Oh my gosh. Everybody. It is Texas. I mean, I feel like seriously, anytime I hear someone say I'm moving, we just automatically go, are you moving to Texas? And the answer is yes. Texas, get ready for all these California folks. Oh my, I don't even know how that's going to work out. I don't even know. (laughs) You know, as I look back over this year, Krista, one of the things that I made aware of by God is that God in this season both reminded us that we're not of this world and yet we're salt and light of this world. There's so many things that happen that's as if God wanted to wean us from over infatuation with temporal things. And yet at the same time, he wanted to let us know that we are his representatives and we should walk in authority while we're in this life and on this world. Oh, that's so good. And it's so true. You know, friends, uh, as we were preparing for this episode for our Keep It 100 tribe, one of our heart's desires is uh, really take what we feel like we're walking through personally and share it with all of you in hopes to disciple and hopes to equip and even give some of you strategy on how to deepen your walk with God. As we were looking at 2020, you know, Sean and I were kind of laughing and processing everything we'd been through. And we decided to take the top 20 things that we learned or were emphasized for 2020. And we're calling them lessons learned 20 for 20. And we're going to kind of go back and forth and talk about, again, what we learned, but also what was emphasized by the Lord during this past year. All right, I'll start it off. Okay. The first thing that we learn is your support system is crucial. Yes, we did learn that. So many people did not realize what they were heading into yeah. as 2020 began. And yet there came so many different events 
that if you didn't have a strong support system, there were cracks in your foundation if your foundation even remained. And so I realized in that point that you have to have anchor points and our ultimate support system has to do with our faith in an immovable God in the midst of a time in which there's so many moving parts. And also you had to have a support system of people around you that could speak life and truth to you. That was what I learned that's so significant for this year. So true. So true. And I think so many people saw the importance of that in their own lives like never before, just the necessity of your support system could not be more crucial in this time. Number two, the second thing we learned is that there are moments when you have to ramp up your resolve. You can't quit. Keep it 100. You may have felt like quitting. You may have felt like you're in over your head. But sometimes you have to, as it says of David in the Bible, he strengthened himself in the Lord. The Bible says the greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And the way I translate that is God can put an atmosphere in you greater than the atmosphere he places you in. So the second thing we learn is you've got to ramp up your resolve in the midst of times like these. So true. Number three out of our 20 for 20, we learned that Difficult times reveal the real face of people. Isn't that true? My goodness. We saw what was really in people. And some of it was amazing and so encouraging and incredible. And yeah. others, others, it was so disappointing and sad and disheartening. And yet through it all, we saw what was really in people. And therefore, when you see what's really in people, it really provides a lesson of needing to be rooted and grounded in God. We saw what was really in our nation. We saw what was really happening in America. All this stuff we had in our nation that was covert. It was maybe under the radar. It maybe wasn't at the surface and everything began to surface. And we actually saw how broken, how divided we are. And yet uh, we saw people come together and yet we saw God move mightily. And yet we saw the church arise in prayer and worship and take a stand. And so in the the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the opposition, we saw the real face of not only this nation, but of even maybe people in our lives personally. I think that's so true. It reminds me when you go to those old diners. Of course, they have a, a red container, which is supposed to have ketchup in it. They have a yellow container that has mustard in it. But the truth be told, you don't really know what's in it until you squeeze it. True. And I think so often in mm. our lives, we really don't know what's in us until the squeeze is put on us. That's true. great. Number four, the fourth thing that we learned in 2020 is that staying focused is a superpower. <laughs> oh my. You must possess that superpower. Come on. There were so many things that came at us so quickly, so many things all vying for your attention, so many things that could come that can distract us from what's really important, and so many things that you could easily fall into this paralysis of analysis because there's so many things hitting you. But ultimately, you have to focus on what you can control and what you can't control. Of course, you have to entrust that to the Lord. But staying focused is a superpower, is something that we learned in this year. Something that was really emphasized to us as well, number five was fear can wipe you out, but only if you surrender to it. Say that. And, and here's truth. We had, you had a narrative of fear all around you. It felt like 24-7 in 2020. And it would be so easy to succumb to that narrative. And yet you saw the power of the spirit of God within us that we did not cower to fear because of who was in us and who we chose to align ourselves with. And fear is only powerful when you surrender to it. And so we saw the power of surrendering to you, Holy Spirit, above all things. And that's what not only counteracts fear, it's what defeats fear. 
That's so important because it's not uh, bravery or courage is not the absence of fear. That's it's right. the conquest of fear. So you don't surrender to the fear because actually it's in the hard times that really make us braver. That's right. So That's I right. love that. Come on. The sixth thing that we learn is that adversity never goes away, but adverse situations will pass. They're temporary. That's right. Jesus says, in this life, you will have tribulation, but take courage, I've overcome the world. So Jesus lets us know there, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be tribulation. But he also said, or the Bible also says, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning time. So when you put the two together, there's an adversity or opposition or challenges that will never go away, but specific adverse situations will pass. And so, hey, you may be in a night season, but your morning season will come. And so we have this hope in a sense that we're not being gullible in to think that we won't have adversity, but we also recognize that greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. Come on. I love that. Number seven for the 20 for 20, disruption exposes strength and it exposes our weaknesses. We had such a year in 2020 of disruption, such extreme disruption. And I felt like 2020 proved to be a mirror that was being held up to us. I want to apply it to us personally, where we begin to see, man, my goodness, I didn't realize that was in me in a good way. You know, we saw strengths come out of us, but we also saw weaknesses come out of us. And it was such an opportunity to grow and mature. It was such an opportunity to go deeper in your walk with God because disruption is an invitation. It's not just something to mess up your schedule. It's an invitation to go deeper in your walk with God. Yeah, I really felt like you're correct. This year was one of those times that you used to see the old timers walk up to a car and kick the tires just to see if this car is built well enough. And I kind of felt like life kicked our tires. Mm -hmm. And so this ruption was really about the exposure. Come on. Number eight, the eighth thing that we learn in this year of 2020 is that busyness can have a false sense of accomplishment while stillness feels deceptively like idleness. Let me explain. Again, busyness has a false sense of accomplishment while stillness feels deceptively like idleness. Sometimes in this year, we found ourselves idle, what we thought was idle because we weren't super busy like we were prior to March 17th of last year. And when that happened, so many things got unplugged that we began to falsely equate busyness with progress. But sometimes you're just busy to be busy and you haven't really accomplished much. And yet sometimes the best thing you do is get still before the Lord. And though that feels like idleness, it's the most productive place that you could ultimately be because the Bible says, them that wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength, will mount it with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. And so it's those times of getting still before the Lord that you're actually ramping up for the best seasons of accomplishments that you could ever have. I love that. And it's so, so true. You know, the ninth thing that we felt like really was emphasized to us was that it's hard to cope when you're depleted and the importance of staying filled in the presence of God. And you and I marveled again and again of just getting with God and being in his presence and making sure we're staying in a place that is not only connected with God, but connected with one another, connected with those awesome community and relationships in our life. When we are filled up, when we are connected and we are jointed with one another, 
another and jointed with God, what a better place we are able to cope in than in from a place of depletion. So that stain filled, that posture of stain filled has never been more important than in such a season of disruption. So true. Ephesians 5.17 says, do not be filled with wine, which is a dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so what that is actually saying is if you read it in the original, it's not just being filled like a one-time event, but it, it literally should be translated, be being filled, that you always constantly want to be filled. And it's almost like the parable of the 10 virgins that some of them didn't bring enough oil. And so they got sleepy and drowsy. And so when the bridegroom came, five were ready and five were left behind. And so the thing is that you want to stay filled, you want to stay ready. And I so agree that I think that's so powerful. Number 10, 10th thing we learned and was emphasized actually during this year is the importance of gathering together as believers, breaking bread with one another. It's one of the most underrated necessities on the earth. I know that there were some politicians that felt that that was not essential, but we discovered just how essential that was. And I just believe it's so important because the Bible talks about in Hebrews 10, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren as is the habit of some, but encourage one another all the more as you see that day approaching. I actually can see a day approaching that it seems like we're getting closer and closer to the end time to Jesus' return. But the Bible says we're to meet with one another, encourage one another. Yet we also learned during this year that church is more than Sunday morning worship. Even though you may not have been able to gather on Sunday morning, there's so many other ways to stay connected with other believers and your community of faith, whether that was through Zoom, online, calling someone on the phone, FaceTiming. Uh, there were so many ways to do it. And we realized that this was really a necessity in the season. I love that. You know, number 11 is quiet time is more important than you think and the importance of a solid foundation. We really got that emphasized this year for us. And we know that we've practiced practice this practice, you you and I, our entire walk with Jesus, you and I have been very committed to spending time with God every single day, but it became such a place of just crucial connection that set us on a course of every day in the presence of God, every day in the word of God, every day in prayer and supplication of just waiting and petitioning before the Lord, but also communing and connecting and worshiping God. And that was the place of just recognizing that every day really became a time of offering our day and our time to the Lord. I, you know, in these, this year for me, 2020, it was just so intentional where I would just get up daily in the, in the word and daily in the presence of God and just give my day to God. Just every day saying, God, I give you this day because I know I don't, I can't get through today if you don't go before me. I actually don't know how to navigate today if you're not with me. And the importance of that quiet time with God. I know I have a phrase that God has given me, boo, and it's that the secret place is the training place for the marketplace. Come on. And so that quiet time is so important. The 12th thing that was emphasized, and I particularly learned in 2020, is I don't need a packed schedule of social engagements or ministry assignments. And I was probably one of those guys that would pack out my schedule, particularly with the latter uh, ministry assignments. And obviously as COVID and the shutdown began to take place, we had a lot of cancellations and some postponements. And we definitely was as busy as uh, any of the other traveling ministers that we're aware of. But I began to discover I did not need a packed schedule of social engagements or or ministry assignments. I don't know if I'll ever go back to being that busy. And I've heard that chorus from a lot of our friends. And while I'm on uh, what I don't, what I learned that I don't need, I also realize I don't need a constant stream of news. True. 
it's exhausting. And most of it is either <laughs> fake or bad news anyway. Yeah. And these endless press conferences of all these things, what I need is a constant stream of good news. And that's just getting along with God and reading his word and getting his, hiding his word in my heart that I might not sin against him. You know, the 13th thing that I felt like was emphasized during this time was it's okay to be vulnerable and transparent with our trusted inner circle. And I feel like a lot of times when you're going through tough days or getting hard hits or just having, you know, tough seasons and our community, we really leaned into each other. Uh, there was many calls, Zooms and FaceTimes where we just called and processed with each other like, hey, how are you navigating this? And what do you feel like God's saying? And hey, can you pray for me? Or can I process this with you? Can I get your insight? Can I get your counsel? And our community really leaned into each other. And it just became this really beautiful support system. We hit that at the beginning. But why I'm emphasizing this as number 13 was you can have people confide in you, but you don't take the time to confide. And I found that vulnerability and transparency is really important that you're not just people counseling. People aren't just confiding in you, but you're also confiding in people. That transparency and vulnerability goes both ways. And in order for there to be true relationship and true friendship and there really be a um, support system within one another, there has to be vulnerability on both sides of that. And I really saw um, my community, our community lean into one another. And for me, um, that becomes became such a place of strength. That is so true. I definitely leaned into some inner circle people yeah. during some tough times in this year. So good. Absolutely. Number 14, 14th thing that was emphasized for us in 2020 is family plays an important role for your sanity. True. Number 14, family plays an important role for your sanity. And what I discovered is you must keep your loved ones close. Human connection and experience is so vital. We weren't created to exist in a vacuum. One of the things that, that we've seen in so many of the sports arenas is that they're empty and they have these cardboard fans. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think if you were to ask the players, cardboard fans don't cut it. There's nothing like human connection. And I think that you need to have human connection because family, they're going to be the people that are going to be cheering you on the most. And you got That's to right. understand the important role they play for your sanity. I love that. Number 15 is be authentically whom God has made you to be. Because truly, you and I both know life is too short to worry about what others think about you. And we saw 2020 was the year when the haters are going to hate. Yep. I mean, it seemed like whatever you said, uh, you could not win with, with people. Right. And cancel it just, culture. right, that cancel culture and that clapback culture, it was so strong this year. It really put a resolve in Sean and I of, hey, you know what? We're just here to please God. Our goal is never to please people. Our goal is to please God. And if we please God, then that's the most important thing. That is our anchor. That's our place of safety. And that's our home base. And so we just really learn that we just have to be who we are. And at the end of the day, who we are in God is enough. And we just can't worry about pleasing other people. I love that. Be the sanctified version that God has made you to be. Come be on. authentic. Number 16. One of the things that we learned is we can get by on less and that 2020 was an opportunity to simplify your life, to streamline your life. Certain point midway through, uh, it was your idea. And I'm so glad you did. We cleaned out our garage and it was difficult. We cleaned out closets. Mm -hmm. It was difficult for me to part with stuff that I've had, particularly some of my shoes. As <laughs> some of you know, that I'm a bit of a shoe hound, but I discovered you can get by on less. And it actually became liberating as we mm -hmm. began to donate a lot of clothes to different people or different charities. And it was just really an opportunity to simplify your life. Well, I yeah. think that's a metaphor of what 2020 was really about, mm -hmm. that we could get by on less. Mom. We have so much junk in our trunk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The truth be told is that the more stuff you have, the more concerns you get. True. So when you begin to simplify, there's less distractions 
and you begin to focus on what's really important. I love that. And it is so true. And you're like you said, it's so freeing when you declutter your life, whether it be physically or spiritually, decluttering is so important. You know, number 17, uh, we really emphasize this year that hope is our anchor. Yep. And we saw so many mental health issues hampering the area of hope for so many. We saw depression and anxiety skyrocket for so many people during the pandemic. But we were so reminded by Romans 5, 5, that God gives us a hope that doesn't disappoint. And it's our hope in God that really got us through. It was a hope for tomorrow. It was a hope for who God is, for what he had prophesied, what he has promised, what his word says, that when we stood and we declared and we just waited, when we did everything we know to do, and we just waited on who God is, we saw him come through again and again and again. We had an unwavering hope that God is who he says he is, and therefore we can trust in him and we can rely on him. And our hope in God became so such an anchor in 2020 and beyond. I believe it puts such a resolve within us that whatever comes in 2021 and beyond, there's such a peace in us knowing that God is faithful. Powerful, powerful. Number 18, the 18th thing that I think was emphasized this year that I learned is often times of isolation show more of what you have than what they take away. Let me explain. So often we think if we're isolated, as we saw this year, many of the different things that people like to go and hang out and socialize were closed down, shut down. You couldn't just go hang at your Starbucks or you couldn't go to your gym or some of the places you're used to going to. That's some of the places I go to. I begin to realize that sometimes we think the isolation actually takes things away. The opportunities are taken away to fellowship with other people, to be around and to do a certain activity. You couldn't just go miniature golfing or couldn't do these things. But actually, times of isolation show more of what you have than what they take away. And what I mean by that is isolation provokes reflection. As you begin to reflect before the Lord, you begin to realize what he's placed inside of you, who he has made you. He begins to hold up the mirror of your identity and then you begin to realize, you know what? God has put more in me than what I realized. And it took me getting unplugged and isolated for, for moments in a day for me to realize, wow, these moments have actually shown me more of what I have than what they've actually taken away. That is so good. Number 19, something we felt like was emphasized in 2020 was clapbacks may feel good in the moment, but they set you back in the next. And we just saw so many people really partnering with just that kind of vindictive or revenge mentality and realizing that that has more backlash than it's really worth. And it really is so true. If something's going to cost you, it's your witness. It's never worth it. And we have to keep our witness on for Jesus above all things, that truly our life is about reflecting who God is. It's not about vengeance. It's not about revenge. It's not about clapping back. It's not about counseling culture. It's about recognizing that you and I are called to be a witness. And when so many people want to get their petty on, when so many people want yep. to get their clap back on, uh, you and I just felt such a rise within us to just go, nope, go higher. Don't respond and don't engage and the ground battle, but stay in the spirit and keep your eyes on the Father. That's so good because the Bible admonishes us that as much as possible with you, be at peace with all men. Some people do not have peace of mind because they're not working at having peace with others. So clapbacks will set you back in the next moment. 20, and our last truth that we learned during this season that we want to share with you is that this life is short and there are many ways to waste it, but there's only one way to redeem it, Jesus Christ. And as this past year, uh, I lost my mom, but in a, in a big sense, uh, it was heaven's gain because my mom loved the Lord with all her heart. 
One of the things that I learned or was emphasized for me is you cherish each moment because you never know when you have uh, the last moment with someone. That's right. And I remember my last visit with my mom, I hugged her and I told her that I loved her. And she mm -hmm. said she loved me back. And I'm so glad that that was our last moment. And I just want to remind our listeners, this life is too short. There are so many ways of wasting it, but only one way to redeem it, Jesus. That's right. And at the same time, hold the people you love closer to you. If there are people in your family that maybe that have hurt you, you need to get on the phone, reach out to them, forgive them, because life is too short to allow grudges or things that happened years ago to keep you apart. That's right. I love that. It's so good. It's, it's really a year that put those things in perspective. Hey, Keep It 100 Tribe, as always, we want to complete it with giving you our Keep It 100 takeaways, but this is going to have a unique slant to it. Chris and I both want to take a moment and share with you what we feel God has showed us for 2021. And so I'll start it off. One of the things that I feel like God is doing in this year that we're in now, 2021, is that God is raising up an army that is fed on his sovereignty. And let me give you a scripture really that will help some of you. The, the scripture is Isaiah 54, 16 through 17. And of course, Isaiah 54, 17, we're very familiar with, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that accuses you, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Their vindications of me, says the Lord. But some people don't realize verse 16, it begins by saying, I've created a blacksmith who blows coals in the fire. And when you put it together, before you get to the point where no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper, there's usually a season where you're in the midst of the fire. And this has been a season where we've been in the midst of the fire. In fact, Krista shared that last year began with fires in California. Uh, it was a record year in terms of loss of fires. The blacksmith, by the way, were ones in, in Old Testament times that created weapons. The blacksmith could beat some iron ore and turn it into a sword. And so I really feel like this season is about God weaponizing your faith, weaponizing your hope, we yes, weaponizing your love, but he's raising up an army in this time so that you will know no weapon formed against you shall prosper. If you uh, were David and you saw the lion go down, you saw the bear go down, you know Goliath will be as one of these. So one of the things that I think that you're going to see is you're going to see an army of intercessors, an army of people that will witness the love of God on street corners. You're going to see the the focus of the army of God being raised up because they believe in the sovereignty of God. Also, one of the things that I, I felt like the Lord has given me for this next season is I felt like it's an Isaiah 53 2 moment. And the Bible talks about Isaiah 53 2. It begins by saying, To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? But in verse 2, it speaks of Jesus as a tender shoot or root out of dry ground. Now, think about it dry ground is neither the optimal circumstance nor possesses the proper nutrients for a tender blade of grass to break through dry ground. You, We think of watering the ground, softening it, rototillering it, breaking up the hard ground. But in this passage, when it's speaking of prophetically of Jesus, a tender shoot out of dry ground, it's just the opposite. You look at how hard the ground is, you look at how dry and arid the topsoil is, and you say nothing can grow out of that. And I believe that what this is saying is that tough spaces and hard times are actually a telltale sign of a coming move. And so don't look at how hard the times are and look at how dry it is, the circumstance of your life, but believe it is a telltale sign of a coming move, that Jesus will prove himself to be a tender shoot out of dry ground. And somebody listening, I just, I just want to declare over you that you've been in this tough, dry season, but there's a coming move of God. And I believe this will be about harvest. This will be about souls. We saw a lot of people come to know the Lord during the whole COVID time, but it's only, I believe, they're the first fruits of a coming move and awakening. And the third thing I felt like God gave me 
is in John chapter 9, Jesus healed a blind man. And then the disciples asked Jesus this question, who sinned, this blind man who's now able to see? So he's no longer the blind man. He's the formerly a blind guy who can now see. The disciples said, who sinned, this guy's or his parents? Like, who sinned? Somebody, there has to be a reason why this bad thing happened. And Jesus basically said to him, wrong question. And this is reframing before reframing was ever common wording. He says, Neither. It wasn't about the sin of the man or the sin of his parents. It's that the works of God might be revealed. And I think so often we can look at why did COVID break out? Why are we seeing the the discord that we've seen, whether it's politically, racially, economically, in so many ways, but I believe it's the wrong question. And so many people want to place the blame, but the right thing is what I believe God is saying for 2021, that all these things have happened, that the works of God might be revealed. I believe we're going to have a revealing season of the works of God. And part of it that is going to be incumbent upon us is that there needs to be a return to the fear of the Lord. And that as we walk in the awe of who God is, the works of God be revealed through us. Oof. I love that. And that's so encouraging. I just find so much hope in what you're sharing. And I feel like for so many listeners, um, they just got reminded of what God is doing in 2021 and what he's doing is full of hope. And I just find that so incredibly encouraging. Thanks for sharing that. You know, for me, uh, the last few days, I've just been seeking the Lord, knowing we were going to share on this episode. And I have actually felt like God's been pretty quiet with me in this season, which kind of happens sometimes. And and then he'll just kind of whisper these things in the last uh, couple days, I've heard this statement from the Lord, and he kept saying to me, the deeper the crushing, the sweeter the fragrance, Krista, the deeper the crushing, the sweeter the fragrance. And I feel like uh, for me, but for so many people that 2020 was a year of crushing, and it just felt like such a tough year on so many levels. And I felt like the Lord said, if you lean into the crushing, the sweetest fragrance from your life will come. And he brought me to Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. It says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And I felt like as Jesus surrendered uh, to the will of God in his life, and out of it came surrender, but out of it came the greatest sacrifice and the greatest fragrance of offering to God, of worship and exaltation to the Father. And I felt like as it has felt sacrificial in so many ways as we've worshiped and prayed and ministered. It felt like an offering to the Lord because mm. there were so many times that were just hard and I would just get up and do that preaching or do that minister. And it felt like an offering and an offering that I chose to give a willing offering that I chose to lay before the Lord. Cause it, I didn't go by my feelings. I didn't go cause I felt like it. I did it because I said, Lord, let my life be an offering to you. Let me be a living sacrifice that gives you a fragrance of praise and worship. And there's been a crushing, but as the Lord says, the deeper the crushing, the sweeter the fragrance. And as 2020 has been crushing, I felt like 2021 is the fragrance. And we're going to see the sweetness of the Lord come from the from the crushing of 2020. There's going to be a fragrance that comes through our lives, through your life, through my life, through our lives in 2021. There's the, We're going to see the sweetness of God come through. And I just felt like the Lord um, is going to display his faithfulness over our lives and we're just going to see the goodness and the mercy. And I feel like for so many people, they've been wondering, God, I know you're good theologically, but it doesn't feel good. And I feel like God's like, watch me show you 
my goodness. And in the goodness, you're going to smell the sweetness of the Lord. And I felt like in 2021, we're going to see such a manifestation of the glory of the Lord in our nation, like we've never seen before, the manifest presence of God. And there's going to be some incredible medical miracles that are going to take place that are going to send awe, shock and awe in the nation that people are going to go, there is a God. And they will be such a testimony of who God is, but I feel like it comes through the crushing. There is, it's a part of the fragrance. The glory is a part of the fragrance for 2021. So I just want to speak hope uh, because I feel like both what Sean brought and I brought, we're just bringing a couple of things. I know the Lord's going to speak more to us, but in these things, at least at this moment, as we're, we're literally embarking into the first few days of 2021, I feel like this is the moment where we are being anchored in the hope of God's glory and the hope of his goodness and the hope of his mercy. And most of all, that in the crushing, there's still purpose, that in the pain, there's still purpose. And God saying, watch the sweet fragrance arise from your life and let the hope of his glory never disappoint you. Let you be rooted and grounded in that truth and let hope come to your heart today. That's so good. And I'm reminded too, for Jesus said, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And you were talking about a time of surrender and going to see the glory of God in our nation. For like, we've seen this Christian meme that others thought you were buried, but you were really planted. And I think the power of when you fall to the ground and die, and some of those things have happened, it really is about the coming harvest. And I feel like that's so important. Thanks so much for tuning into the Keep It 100 podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and refer us to your friends. And be sure to click that subscribe button so that you're alerted as soon as new episodes drop. Help us get the word out. Share this link on your social media platforms and check us out at seanandkristasmith.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Sean and Krista Smith Ministries. We would love to hear from you on how this podcast has impacted you. So be sure to show us some love. Hey, Keep It 100 Tribe. You want to join us on our next episode as we talk about how to get your spiritual due north on or how to get your spiritual due north back, depending on what condition and you find yourself. And also remember, we're going to be coming at you two times a month starting this month in season two. So you do not want to miss it. And remember, relief may change your circumstance, but a revelation will change you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at seanandkristasmith.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep it